1: Welcome back, everyone. It's the Jade Egg of Community Radio, the audience of one show on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5, irlonestar.com, and wherever you get your podcast from. I am Andrew, next to the guy who loves
0: wearing magnetic earrings. Yeah. Dick Schisler. You got to change up your appearance. I learned that today on Margie's <laughs> show.
1: Yeah, you look a little different today, buddy. Uh, yeah. Cut off, I don't know, a foot of hair maybe?
0: Yeah, it was a lot.
1: Locks of love, perhaps?
0: No, I wasn't that long. But no. it, it was Well time. your hair wasn't
1: healthy enough maybe for they looked at it and went, sure thanks, you left and they just kinda went bloop into yeah. the trash can. <laughs> thanks, dude. <laughs> but, but no yeah, thanks. Getting
0: haircuts is something I should probably be doing.
1: Yes, you look very you look like a responsible
0: broadcaster now. Yeah, a lot of people have not recognized me.
1: Well, you know when I when I first met you, you were kind of morphing into bandana guy. You know, and it was like, wow, dude, you always had bandanas and long hair. And then right as we started doing the show, boom, you cut your hair. And I was like, man, I thought I was gonna be doing a show with bandana guy. And then slowly over the course of the last seven months as we've been doing the show, you've grown your hair out. You hadn't quite adopted the bandana again, but now all of a sudden here you are back to being responsible Richard Price Schistler the (laughs) fourth.
0: Yeah. Well, it's amazing how people judge you on your haircuts. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I had
1: long hair for a little while.
0: And it's like it's like a weird it's a weird spectrum to be on because when certain people like really comment on it going, mm-hmm. You look unrecognizable. You look so much better and mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, so what do you when you saw me with bandana guy, were you like, This guy's such a piece of poop, man, like this guy's dirty makes and,
1: you wonder what they were thinking.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: Maybe AI will be able to tell them one day. We've got a story coming up about that. But
0: uh, it's always something about AI.
1: Well, it's everywhere, isn't it? Uh, speaking of like technology and AI, I was in the airport uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I saw something that I wanted to talk about, actually, a few weeks ago, and I just forgot about it. Um, I was walking in, it was like in the airport at one of those intersections of two major thoroughfares, like between two terminals, and there's, okay. a, there's a restaurant in the corner. So you can kind of see both sides or two sides of a restaurant, and they had seats on the outer side or whatever. And I saw the sign as I approached the corner, and it was facing into the restaurant, not out, but it was facing in, and it said... Lasers in use. And I thought, okay, wait. Two things, actually, I thought. One, the signs pointed on the inside, not to the outside, so that was kind of strange. But then, two, I was like, am I supposed to be, like, really impressed? <laughs> like, wow, lasers, and they're in use. That's amazing.
0: Well, what does that even mean, though?
1: But then I thought, or am I supposed to be kind of freaked out right now? <laughs> like, what does that even they're, mean? I they're using lasers. Exactly. So then I was had nothing to do waiting on my flight, and I just sat down there And I kept thinking about, what does this lasers in use mean? And why is the sign pointed in? So because I'm analytical, I thought about it, and I'm so smart, I think I finally figured it out. One, the sign is probably turned the other way when the business closes, right? But when the business is open, they turn it in, blah, blah, blah. But the angle I was at, I could see. and, And I think it's their security system. So after hours, when the restaurant closes, they use lasers, So that people don't come in and out there and probably steal liquor because they had a little bar in the middle Mm -hmm. or whatever. So they're using lasers, I guess like infrared technology, to keep people out of the restaurant after hours. But what an impressive sign. So instead
0: of having a gate, they have lasers. Yeah,
1: it was open air. They may have had like one of those little ribbons, you know, to indicate that it's closed. But obviously if someone wants a a snoot of whiskey, they're going to just walk back there and grab it. But not if there's lasers in use. I thought it was (laughs) kind of cool. But again, it took me a while to figure out what what does this even mean?
0: I mean I—, I <laughs> Technology <I'm>, baby. <laughs> I mean that's something that is is constantly changing in this world where And fast. Yeah. I mean I I can't I can't imagine what's coming next. Especially where like everyone's gonna have electronic vehicles. hmm I wonder how that's gonna work.
1: Well, yeah, uh, we got it. In fact, I think we'll talk about that in the second half. An, an update from the cruise robo taxi story that we had last week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've got an update on that. You don't want to miss it.
0: But did you have a good weekend, though, <coughs> before we start the, the actual show? Uh,
1: I think so. I don't. I. Oh, I made some doors. I was like, "What did I do?" Oh, yeah, I made some barn doors for my bathroom. That's real exciting. Yeah. Other than that, not much. Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get the show started because not much is going on, right?
0: <laughs> there you go. I love it. But, uh, but yeah, my weekend was all right, and uh, that's about it, dude. That's about it. <laughs> and you got your haircut. Yeah.
1: We're gonna stay on this topic of AI and technology because I got a couple of stories here. Um, I, I was gonna follow up with the Uber story that I promised last week, but I'll save that for a little bit, uh, a little while longer. Well, apparently there is a company, and I was not aware of this, but there's a company, uh, a Columbia a Columbia rum brand, uh, Dictador. I mean, I I gotta admit that kind of sounds like a home delivery service for some lovin'. <laughs> If I don't know, <laughs> Dictador. Unless I'm, unless I'm pronouncing it uh, incorrectly. Anyways, they announced the hiring of the very first AI human-like robot CEO last year, and I hadn't heard any of this before. It was back in September, and there's a reason why this is in the news now. Okay. But and I don't know if you want to show the picture of this CEO. Her name is Mika. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. Yeah. And what I think is really obviously striking about Mika, first of all, is that she is a young woman, probably maybe. 25 years old, <laughs> fairly attractive, I guess. I don't know as far as robots you go.
0: confused right now? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. No, but I think it does say a lot about the designers, right? The two guys back there. They could have made some fat, balding guy with a blue power tie as their CEO, but no, they went with someone with, you know, young and attractive and some, some boobs on her. But they gave her glasses, you know, to make it legit <laughs> that she's the CEO.
0: That's That's... I pulled a picture up for our our viewers, but what's, yeah. what's funny to me when I look at that is all of it's impractical.
1: Because she's a woman? Is that what you mean? No, because she's I a feel robot. A, I feel a woman can be a CEO, by the way.
0: So, like the glasses, is the glasses of any <laughs> use for her? Right. No. That's a really good point. Like, why? Or the, or why the put boobs. Her, why, put a shirt, why give her boobs? Why yeah. I put a shirt on her? Why
1: even ha- yeah, why even have a gender, to be honest yeah. with you? But, you know, they chose that specifically, again, I think, for a reason.
0: But, no, you bring up a good point. I don't know. Like, why don't you just have it be a screen? (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it could just be like a a, a sound motion or whatever, you know, like a wave, a sound wave. But, yeah, that's a CEO that is a robot. Very interesting, I have to admit. Um, I think that's really, I mean, somebody has to be programming and somebody has to be running that behind the scenes, obviously. So I think this is a way for them to just absolve themselves of any responsibility, (laughs) people in charge, you know what I mean? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, that'd be kind of funny if the world we live in is our bosses are AIs, and that would be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I guess. Man, I don't know. They would know everything you're doing, though. Anyways, the reason why Mika of Dictador Rum, <laughs> Home Delivery Service, uh, it made the news is because she's kind of throwing shade at uh, Elon Musk and Zuckerberg's potential cage fight. So um, I don't—actually, I don't even know if this is even going to happen anymore. I'm hearing some rumors now, that which I never thought it would. But anyway, she suggested that they could do better at their jobs, and uh, solving their problems with a fight is not a good idea. Oh, in your face, human. They have problems? Well, I mean, she says— in reality, the notion of two powerful tech bosses having a cage fight is purely hypothetical and is not a solution for approving the efficiency of their platforms. Sounds like a robot. Is that to what me. they're
0: trying to do? See, I'm not really. No, the cage fight is just. Uh, I'm not really updated on the, the whole Mark Zuckerberg fighting. Well, I mean, that's just Elon Musk. Like, was it actual beef, or was it more of like, let's raise money for something?
1: No, it was it was Zuckerberg, and bragging rights. Yeah, probably just bragging rights, man. Who knows? I mean, again, I, we've talked about it before. What did the winner actually get? Right? What does it prove? Sure you could probably raise some money during the fight, no doubt.
0: But Well, I mean I would love to beat the crap out of one of
1: them. Yeah, I bet we're both. But anyways, that's why she's in the news, news not nude <laughs> in the news because she's throwing shade at the two
0: Can you imagine fighting her? Yeah. Well. Like it either go really bad or go really good.
1: Yeah, what kind of fight? Like, are we talking like an AI robot fight, yeah. That's like you thing. Like you, you fight her, the robot, yeah. Like where you hook into the the, the, the metaverse no, and go you fight go her, open and start punching her. <laughs> but I don't think she's an actual physical like humanoid. I think it's on a screen, right? I don't.
0: No, that was her. Yeah, I know that was a picture of her, but no, I don't that, think she's that's a... a real. That looks like a doll.
1: <sighs> Are you sure,
0: dude? I'll pull oh, up again. I guess. Are you I, See, in
1: my brain, I was thinking more of just a picture like on a screen no, i didn't see, know well, actually
0: i'm pulling it up again for our, our people okay but maybe so what's weird oh i could beat her up then you know, see the arms like so they didn't even paint <laughs> the arms a skin tone but they painted the head a skin tone yeah that's what i'm saying they didn't like this doesn't really make a lot of sense to me i like her purple hair but yeah so yeah that's a real that's a real <sighs>
1: physical get... thing oh yeah then i can go up there and sp- pow sucker oh <laughs> my gosh <laughs> oh man and well if help you help can... me I don't know if you want to scroll down in that story, but apparently uh, yeah. there are human lot robots that are uh, human like robots that are stealing the, the show at a world robot convention in Beijing. This is so so creepy. Um, this just I think everything's moving a little too fast. But these people look oh, man, oh stupid ad. you got an ad oh forget it. <laughs> but I think I think technology is moving a little too fast. These robots are looking really really creepy. And again, if you're listening on podcasts, or you can't see the video, but there are some really uh, amazing human-like robots on display with their their motions and their hands and it's just yeah uh, it's just creepy as all get up
0: yeah i mean you would probably have a robot butler wouldn't you
1: uh i absolutely would yeah i mean why not
0: and I think what's crazy to me is, like, you always watch the sci-fi movies where the robots have crazy strength.
1: All right, turn that off. It's creeping me out.
0: Oh, yeah. Think, well, they can't see it. So, oh
1: they, have crazy, they have crazy strength? Well, yeah, because they don't understand their own strength.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying, like, why even make a robot capable of crushing your bones?
1: Well, I mean, if you're going to make one, let's go ahead and go all the way, well, baby. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, in the movies, it's yeah. always like, I go, why would they ever just make, not make a normal robot that can't crush bones?
1: Or, like, you get hit with a punch, you're like, is that all you got? Yeah, he's like, like you don't have to let make, me crank up the volume here. I, I don't know. I feel Early like intensity.
0: like you can kind of say, hey, we're not gonna give them the strength of four thousand nah. elephants.
1: What? There's no point then. I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it right, man. <laughs> okay. Four thousand elephants.
0: <laughs> 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 well, I mean, you know what I'm talking about when you watch the movies. It's like yeah. they're scaling the Empire State Building, and you're like, well, why even make a robot that could do that? Just make a robot that just walks. Well, and just supports it. those are
1: movies, but the robots they're making now are are walking and look very human-like.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, man. So this one's gonna freak you out. Staying on this AI, a Pink Floyd song was made with AI, and it was only using brain waves, brain scans. So I guess the idea here is there's a 15 second audio clip um, that sounds like a muddy version of a Pink Floyd song. Um, It's like someone's kind of singing it underwater, it says. But I guess what they've done is they've hooked up something to a human's brain while he is singing Pink Floyd, uh, Brick in the Wall, and AI is able to scan the brain and replicate the thoughts. And I think we're going to play this. Hopefully you can hear it
0: now on the radio. I'm playing it.
1: Okay. Oh, I think the first few seconds it's got to – here we go. Oh wow! Yeah, you can hear the, the brick in the wall, and this is the real version. But so now that'd be really amazing if it, that were that was what they were reading. But you could hear the song, you could kind of hear the guitar, you could kind of hear them saying "brick in the wall." But really, what this means is we are now capable of reading people's minds. Right? I mean, yeah. if, if I, mean, sca- I think there's
0: certain there's certain behaviors in our thought process that will spike greatly.
1: Yeah, I guess so. And maybe music, it's a little bit easier because it's a little more intense. But it kind of is a slippery slope, right? I mean, where does this stop? Could you, if they get this to the point where it's really accurate and clear and you can actually read people's thoughts, would it be used in the court of law? You know, could you scan this up to people to see what they're thinking? I mean, I can tell you, I wouldn't want people... I mean, one of the nice things about being— Well, to being,
0: me, they already, have, they already have stuff in the law books with the lie detectors. So yeah, it's just, but
1: those are not—
0: You just kind of—it's a lateral movement, basically. It's like, oh, we're just doing brain activity I don't even now. think
1: those are admissible by law, are they?
0: I don't know. I imagine, they're, so, I imagine they're, they're, they're useful.
1: I, I think they're useful, but they're not admitted because they're just so wildly inaccurate, or they—I I mean, the results vary, let's put it that way. But if you're actually hearing what the person's thinking— I mean— I mean part of the the beauty of being a human is we can have private thoughts, right? <laughs> oh, no. So I really I think we're 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 losing something there with if we're able to scan our thoughts. Okay. But see, if I'm fighting that AI robot and she's scanning my thoughts, she knows the left jab is coming and wha bam, she takes the feet out real quick. Mm. I better get my I better go in there as dumb as possible and just Naruto run right at her. <laughs> so she can't scan any of my thoughts. Oh, man. Okay, last week I talked about a, a, a funny Uber ride, and I, I didn't want to bring it to air then because I didn't have all of the, the uh, deets in front of me, but I found the story that I had heard, and this is pretty funny. Um, I don't know. I'm sure these types of stories have happened before, uh, but this one is, is pretty funny. It says, a, a drunk university student trying to get home one night uh, from a night on the town woke up in an Uber 250 miles away from his destination with a $1,700 bill. Yeah, not a $1,700, like, bill. A $1,700 tab from Uber. That'd be a cool bill, right? No, but it says the engineering major told the College News website that he had gotten in the car in Newcastle, UK, and accidentally typed a Norwich address into the app. Whoops. And because he was drunk, he passed out basically right as he got in the car. And when he came to, he woke up and said, where the heck am I? Didn't recognize anything around him and realized this guy drove him into another country 250 miles away. So Uber, being really cool about it, though, said, all right, man, I'm not going to charge you for for this, which is pretty generous because I imagine the guy had gas money and everything else. I think he tipped him or whatever. But I guess there's another four-hour drive back. I don't know. But, hey, he gave him five stars gave the uber driver five star rating so hey
0: i mean i imagine that happening all the time
1: yeah but this i think is because it's another country makes it seem even more radical and 250 miles i can imagine going to the wrong house i imagine that happens all the time but yeah i don't i don't i don't know (laughs) anyways i thought that was a funny story so last week was it that we had the story about the elaborate dog costume yeah okay And, um, I think you said something like, where does it, where does it stop? You know, does this guy, where does his behavior end? Does he poop like a dog? You know, yeah, we have no idea. Well, apparently there is a new movie coming out, and it's a movie called Good Boy. Can you imagine where we're going with this now? I shall read you the synopsis. Sigrid thinks she's met the perfect match with the charming and handsome Christian. But there's one catch. He lives with a man who acts like his pet dog.
0: I'm putting the trailer on for people.
1: <laughs> Trying to be open-minded, Sigrid continues the relationship, but soon notices an insidious undertone to Christian. Maybe puppy play isn't as innocent as it seems.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> what I love about movies like this is this it reminds is so me of bad. the Fifty Shades of Grey kind so of premise. Bad. Where it's uh, like, oh, this, suppose... guy, this guy's attractive, and he's probably rich, but he's got a weird kink.
1: Yeah, he lives with a... A human that dresses like a dog.
0: I kind of I can't wait to see this dog. Oh, the dog's watching.
1: Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, just so you for those of you who aren't watching, basically him and the uh, love interest decided to get uh, romantic and his roommate who's dressed like a dog was watching in the corner of the room, and it's a really crude crude outfit. Like it's not even it's not anywhere near the quality of the one that we saw the previous week obviously, where that was, you know, a $16,000. um costume this looks like he's basically wearing something he put together i don't know within about 15 minutes i don't know well, uh, what this I'll, is such a dick movie though
0: uh, what i want to know is twisted it, yeah <laughs> like he has to come out of the costume at one point right
1: yeah I, well i mean maybe i don't know man yeah this ah, is this is crazy i love it all yeah. right yeah so anyways i'm expecting a full review on the good boy, as soon as this so movie comes w- out,
0: with this idea, what what would you put up with if you, you went on a date with somebody you really enjoyed it, and then how desperate are you to go on another one? So it's I like,
1: I, I do think it depends on my desperation level, no yeah. doubt.
0: I, I think it would think, be wild if I walked in and like your girl, the girlfriend, I or whatever girl I was seeing, and they were like, oh, I have a, I have a roommate. Likes to pretend to be a dog. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and you're yeah.
1: like, that's perfect because I'm really into that. Well, oh,
0: no, I'm like, how smart is the dog? I'm like, oh. and like <laughs> how I many would, tricks does she know? I would, I would try to play the game within the game, and then basically try to see how far I could push this, this yeah. uh, like delusional, <laughs> to living. the point where you
1: weird them out. Yeah, it's like, like you, you're so into it, you're starting to freak them out. Like I
0: get a stick, and I'm like, go get the stick, go get the stick. And so then, much so that
1: you start paying more attention to the oh, roommate than and then than I yeah, the and I start lady? throwing.
0: I'll throw the ball for three hours with the dog. And just waits like, like, Um
1: Ugh. Dick, I'm I'm over here. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm still playing with the dog. This dog is so great. My favorite <laughs> well, just breed. Make the
0: dog pass out. That's what i have been trying to do. Of like, oh, I guess it's not a real dog then. That's stupid.
1: Oh man, no, I think you could really weird her out though by getting too into it. We're not hey, talking uh, about the person in the oh, costume. Oh, I know, I know you are. Not
0: the, not the girl. I'm talking about the person. I'm saying you
1: could the... just really weird out the girl though to the point where she calls Uncle and be like, All right, we're done. I'm done with this. this you're you're weirding me out. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're too into this.
0: That's what, I mean. <laughs> Cause that to me, that kind of behavior to me is wild. Cause I, I remember one story, like our neighbor came out as a cross dresser and I was so confused by it because <laughs> like they were they're and this is just me trying to have an open hmm. mind and they were, they was they were a really nice couple and they had kids and I was just like, so is it just dress up then? Mm-hmm. Is it just considered dress up? And they're like, Oh no, it's more than that. I'm like, but it just sounds like it's dress up. Cause y'all are still married and y'all are still having kids. So you just like to dress up.
1: You know, lost in all of the uh, transgender movement is just the traditional old cross-dresser. Yeah. I feel sorry for them, to be honest with you, because it's like, it's. I just want to dress like a, a, a woman. I don't want to actually be a woman. <laughs> nah,
0: nothing. Well, as I'm saying, it's like, uh, yeah, no one cares about No one cares people. about that. No, you, gotta so you go got to go full you on. You got this dog suit person, and you're like, okay, so what are we doing here? Are we like, do you just like being a dog and licking out of a bowl, or is it more of like you want to literally be a dog forever? And yeah, and so you, that's
1: kind of what I was asking last week yeah. too. Yeah, you know, I was like, Where what is this just furry behavior where they actually are trying to be a dog or is he just dressing up like one? Because I would consider that just like the the human version of cross dressing, you know, they're the dog version of cross dressing, yeah, right? There's nothing wrong
0: with it. And it's like <laughs> Yeah, sure, nothing
1: wrong with it. But, but then wanting to actually be a yeah. dog and then making other people <laughs> respect you as a dog, that you know, that's a bit strange. Just I'm just gonna throw that yeah. out there.
0: That's where I draw the line, Dick cuz like I'm curious like especially in this movie I bet you I guarantee you there's a scene where he eats dog food mm-hmm. and then like he's eating too much of it so he actually gets sick or something <laughs> and so he can't be a, he has to be a human at one point and it's like you know, he's got explosive diarrhea or something and that's that suit is just covered and it's
1: <laughs> Does so do you think he gets to save on medical by going to a vet rather than to a doctor I don't know I mean, if you identify as a dog, wouldn't you be able to go to the vet? That's a good question. It is a good question. It's questions that need to be answered and asked right here. I'm glad you found that movie, though. That's pretty funny. Yeah, no, this is a movie you will enjoy.
0: Yeah. So it's called, what's the movie called? Good Good Boy. Boy. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. I like it.
1: Oh man, uh, next story. This is crazy, crazy. I, you know what? I do want you to show this picture again because it is absolutely nuts. But apparently last week there was a driver who launched a Corolla onto the second floor of a house. How did they do that? Yeah, yeah. And the cops say it was on purpose. Pennsylvania police are not saying why they think the uh, crash Sunday afternoon was an intentional act or yeah. if the 20-year-old knew that or knew the people, uh, uh, the home's occupants. But he has been arrested pending a long list of possible charges that include aggravated assault, reckless endangerment, and criminal mischief. He was taken to the hospital with only small injuries. But how did the car wind up on the second story, you ask? Well, apparently there is a culvert that is right next to the house that kind of was a perfect launching pad for the car.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to find it.
1: And they're thinking that he basically said, all right, I'm going to use this to jump. And he actually jumped over cars that were parked in the driveway. That's how. Man, how do they not high. have
0: video of this?
1: Well, I mean, it's just a random home, so they would have had to have had like a, a ring camera, maybe the no, neighbors across like, the street. I feel would like have had
0: if one. I was willing to do this, I'm getting it filmed. Like if I knew oh, I was going to oh, be. Oh, the kid, the driver, yeah.
1: yeah, like put a dash cam or something.
0: Or just have one of my buddies stand over in the corner, <laughs> like film Yeah, exactly. Dude.
1: Well, there's still a lot that's unknown. At least at the time of the, the writing of this story, this is from MSN Auto. <laughs> But it's a pretty cool advertisement for a Camry, if you ask me, right? Did I say it's... Oh, Corolla, not Camry, a Corolla. Yeah, man, that's nuts. Said the car uh, wound up on the first-story roof, poking a large hole in a second-story room. Uh, One of the occupants was home, but was downstairs. The house, or Target, if you will, sits across from an open field, and there's a culvert that the authorities think the driver used as a launch pad. That's awesome. Heck, yeah, man.
0: I'm down. I'm down, man.
1: I've never seen a car in the second story of a house like that. I have seen some cars drive into uh, houses before. In fact, one of my old neighborhoods had a, a an incident like that. There was a house on a corner, and there was a, a guy driving, and he, I guess, I think he was drunk. And um, actually, this happened twice in this neighborhood, two separate houses. One guy had a medical condition and went off the road and ran into a house. The other one, I believe, was drunk and failed to make the corner and went right into the side of the house. That's why I moved. It's just too dangerous. And if I remember correctly, I was almost at the T of one of those houses, or you know, one of those streets, so it's kind of nerve-wracking. But yeah, never never would I have thought I'd see a car on the second story. I love it. Yeah, man, kind of interesting. What else is interesting? How much do you know about Colonel Sanders? Yes, that Colonel Sanders, the chicken guy. How much you know about him? Nope. Right? I knew nothing. I heard something the other day that he had um, used to, after he um, sold his business, would go in and, and, uh, like, aggravate the the people (laughs) after he sold his business uh, because calling their chicken, like, terrible and their sauce. I was like, wait, what is going on? So I looked this up. Apparently, Colonel Sanders is a pretty interesting dude. And I have an article here from History.com, and it's eight facts that you didn't know about Colonel Sanders. And we could probably, if we were really good broadcasters, could do an entire show on this guy but we're not. So we're only going to do a few minutes. But apparently, first one here, Sanders opened his first restaurant inside of a gas station. Okay, no big deal. I could see that that happening. Except uh, he had a little uh, bit of a scuffle one day with a rival gas station, and he ended up shooting the dude and killing him. Apparently, Sanders was in the habit of going around and like painting signs all over town and like painting over some of his competitor signs for his gas station or his chicken or whatever. And when confronted with one of these guys, he pulled out a gun and frickin' shot him. <laughs> frickin', I said frickin', and shot him. So, that's pretty wild. Uh, number three, Sanders served in the military, but he was only an only an honorary colonel. I feel so cheated. <laughs> this guy's such a cartoon, though. Like, he actually dressed, like, I'm looking at pictures of him. Yeah. He looked just like he did in the stinking picture for KFC little silly tie and the hair and the glasses it's nuts man uh the colonel (laughs) delivered babies and practiced law before hitting it big in fast food number five his first kentucky fried chicken franchise was in utah (laughs) go figure again a lie it's all a lie dick so this is the one that i found really really funny though um after selling the company, the Colonel sued Kentucky Fried Chicken for 122 million. Apparently, he only sold the thing for like two million bucks in 1968 or something like that, which adjusted for inflation is something like 19 or 20 million bucks. Really, really not a lot. But he would go in to competitors' store, not competitors, but his old stores, and would just talk so much crap about them. Oh, this gravy tastes like slop, or this chicken's terrible, and blah blah blah. So he decided to open up a a um, a rival chicken store called the Colonel's Ladies Dinner Chicken House. I yeah, like
0: that name's ten times just, better. Just run,
1: rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. No. The Colonel's Ladies. Oh no, no chicken. Just says the the Colonel's Ladies Dinner House. I just assumed there was a chicken in there. Well, yeah. So he had a a, um, a lawsuit filed because somebody said that he couldn't he couldn't open this particular uh, restaurant. He sued for 122 million, and he ended up getting a million back. Apparently, he also number seven Sanders swore like a sailor. Okay. You, you picture me looks like such a grandpa. Yeah, but apparently he was—he was pretty wild, shooting people and cursing up a storm. And the number eight, apparently, he cursed a Japanese baseball team. I don't—I don't know why it's even in here. I love it. Oh man! A few weeks ago, you—actually, um, I say weeks, several months ago—you brought up. Oh no, I know when it was. It was when we had Eric Gaffney in uh, the, the airline. Pilot. Yeah, the airline pilot. You brought up the fact that there was a movie. Where somebody died, the pilot died.
0: Yeah, and it's like Dennis Quaid in it. I forget, and it's like there was some rich family. Yeah, so there literally is just the family and the pilot, mm-hmm. and the pilot dies. So it's just the family or something like that.
1: Well, this is art imitating life. Apparently, this has happened again. A pilot, Latam pilot, Latum, Latum, L A T A M, died um, mid air after becoming unwell on a flight to Chile. Multiple, uh, according to multiple reports
0: That's insane
1: Yeah, yeah, this is nuts So the, the Boeing 787 jet Diverted to Panama uh, International Airport Two hours after leaving Miami And uh, apparently this guy Had been a captain for 25 years But here's what my, I'm thinking is If you're the captains And you are in there And notice that Or I guess co-pilots And you notice the captain has died You took a nap Do you, do you say anything to the, to, the, to the passengers? No Right? Or do you just like you keep it quiet, and then at the end of the flight when everybody's leaving, you're saying mm-hmm, bye bye mm-hmm, bye 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 bye. Do you kind of prop him up there, put a hat on him or something, kind of put your arm around him? And, weekend at Bernie's, yeah, kind of weekend at Bernie's style. And you don't tell For anybody, sure. right?
0: For sure.
2: Hmm.
1: Or on the flip side, are you like, dude died? That's right. We got it handled. That's right. No problem. Well, we like, flew this bad
0: boy down. And you guys I didn't imagine, even know it. I imagine similar. Like they go to the the passenger side and they're like, Is anybody a doctor? <laughs> Instead of saying that, he goes, "Anybody an airplane pilot?"
1: But they got to open that door that way, and I didn't think you could open that door mid-flight, right? I thought it was like sealed, hermetically, oh, like how, for your protection. How are they supposed to eat? Oh, they got snacks in there, man. Or maybe there's like a little hole, and they putting stuff on through. Well, the stewardess is giving food through yeah. the hole. I don't no, know I mean, either. I,
0: I think, uh, I think they can get out of that. Yeah, I, I don't know. If
1: I'm on that flight, I don't want to know, obviously. I'm on the ground safe. At that point, you can tell me. But you don't. I don't think you come on and say, uh, excuse me, this is your co-pilot speaking. Joe is dead. Yeah, your <laughs> Captain Joe has passed Joe away. Joe is dead. You don't want to freak everybody out, but I know that if I were the co-pilot, I'd be like, dude's dead. Guess what? I'm flying this thing. And watch watch me take an eight-point turn. We're going to land into Miami. I'm going to show off. I love it. Yeah, maybe maybe parlay that into a raise or get that big captain's chair money. I don't know. That's just me. All right, man, it's a good time to take a break. When we come back, um, more amazing fun and frivolity.
0: Yeah, audience of one.
1: Audience of one show. Audience of one, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Listen to the brain droppings of local hosts, me, Andrew Belchner, along with the jewel of Montgomery County Radio, Dick Schisler. Topical musings, news stories, oddities, or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves, all mixed together with the occasional guest. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts.
0: All right. Welcome back to Audience of One. This is the second segment for this week's episode. You can catch us every Wednesday at 10 o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio, slash AOO. We're on YouTube, podcasts, Facebook. Just look up Lone Star Community Radio. And our, if you're looking at podcasts, just look up Audience of One show. And I'm Dick. We're back. You
1: finish your. Uh- Whataburger, or your, or your I'm sorry, oh, your Burger
0: King? My Burger King, I don't know why. Got,
1: s- got some energy now? Yeah. A, you were a little uh, lagging that first half, no, I'm, buddy. I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I'm
0: exhausted, man. I feel like every weekend since, since getting divorced, it's like, I'm going full throttle. So to speak. And then I'm like, oh, that, that was eight years ago when I was single. So I'm definitely not up to par uh, hanging out.
1: Andrew, bring me hamburger on your way, and I can't do the show on an empty stomach.
0: It wasn't wasn't quite like that. Well, no, unfortunately for today— But you do seem like a whole new
1: person now. Yeah, no, unfortunately (laughs)
0: for me, I I got my schedule messed up. And, of course, it's the first Monday. You get mixed up, right? And I haven't stopped recording somebody since 9 o'clock this morning.
1: Yeah, my apologies. And it's
0: just like, eventually, you don't want to— Like, I'm here. I'm like, I'm just so hungry. I just have to leave. I almost left the show. (laughs) You guys,
1: just continue amongst yourselves. Keep talking. (laughs) Keep talking. I'm just going to run across the
0: street. But, see, unfortunately— and this is like what drives so me funny. crazy. It's downtown Conroe. None of the places are open on Mondays. Yeah, that's what you've. Said I think before. there's one restaurant that's open, which
1: doesn't make any sense because they have jury duty down here on Mondays. Yeah. That come in where there's hundreds of people that come into downtown looking for lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is kind like, of strange. I, just, I
0: don't get it, but and it's unfortunate for me. No, yeah, it is because I want to support your business on a Monday. Yep, but I can't. Okay. Well, uh, we had a good first. Half. <laughs> I almost burped. Yeah, I know. Really. Yeah,
1: yeah. I saw that.
0: I scarfed that thing down, mm-hmm. man. I was like, rawr, rawr, rawr. yeah. Well,
1: at least you have some energy now, so that's exciting. You know, last week we talked about uh, the robo taxis in downtown San Francisco, and people are abusing the system and using it to get it on while they're in the the robo taxis, I mean, I right?
0: I, you know, it's funny is I bet after the first time you do it, that becomes an event in itself. Yeah, like you're with your girl or your guy or whatever. You put that on your dating profile, and, it, and it's like I hey, cruise. It's like, hey, babe. You want to go for a cruise yeah. and she'll get it. And then you like set it up to where Air quotes. it'll drive you to like four different locations. So it's like one big circle. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and I,
0: you're just sitting there half like you, you know, you can have a whole game out of it.
1: Well, I, I think I said I wouldn't do it because I, I feared the malfunction of maybe the windows going down or the doors opening and I get caught. Well, lo and behold, wouldn't you know there was a malfunction this week with the uh, entire fleet in downtown San Francisco? Good. Yep, apparently more than half a dozen, I guess not, maybe not the entire fleet, but half a dozen of, the, uh, dozen of the cruise robo-taxis just stopped operating and sat still in San Francisco for about 40, no, it said for a couple of hours, I'm sorry, until employees arrived and manually moved the autonomous
0: vehicles. See, that's what I love about technology is there's, it, it can happen in, like, in any unexpected moment, and it causes probably so many problems for yeah. like, the normal person. And you're kind of like, that car's just been sitting in the middle of the road for, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and it apparently caused massive backups. As you can imagine, six cars throughout downtown just sitting there. It's going to cause a massive backup. But if you're one of these cruisers, hey, it's your opportunity. You're sitting there for hours now and you can. You can get as many, quote, experiences as you can possibly fit into the uh, multiple-hour window there. But, yeah, That's I thought funny. that was interesting that they did have a malfunction. So my my nightmare scenario of the windows opening and the doors closing and opening, it sounds like it's a possibility, man. Stay away from the crew's autonomous taxis if I were you.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: What I like about that idea, though, is you know, you're sitting there and then the thing breaks down and you have to make a decision because there's probably like— no communication from the company telling you, oh, hey, there's a slight malfunction. Just stay in the car; you'll be safe. Like you're kind of like, all right, do I just get out and leave? Like what? Like do I need to keep? Yeah. Working? What are the like, rules here? Yeah, you know, it's like do I have
1: to pay? Do I have to pay? Yeah. And do I need to clean up this mess I left behind?
0: And then you get like a abandonment fee. <laughs> you abandon the car,
1: right? Yeah. All kinds of things come into question. Staying in San Francisco, this is one way to monetize the terrible conditions that have uh, been arising in downtown San Francisco for the last several years. Apparently somebody has decided to create a walking tour, which is not uncommon in these larger cities. In fact, there's several walking tours that take you down through the city and show you all of the sites or whatever. Well, apparently this one will also show you all of the sites. They're calling it the Doom Loop. And this gives people a front row seat to the city's descent into homelessness, Drug use and urban decay. So they basically walk you around through all the homeless encampments and show you all these people doing drugs out in the open and just how absolutely terrible it has become down there. It's gonna cost you thirty five dollars though. My thought is couldn't you just do that for free?
0: I mean that's a couldn't cheap you just way- walk- No, that's a cheap way to find to find drugs.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: If you're looking for drugs, like, oh, just go on this tour, you'll you'll end up finding somebody.
1: You'll meet the nicest of people.
0: Yeah.
1: A bunch of entrepreneurs. (laughs) Oh, man. Looking uh, looking for new customers. I always think
0: about that when people go on traveling thing, and it's like, isn't that like the joke with the guy at the head counter at the hotel is like... It was like a code word for drugs.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: you never—you know, know what I'm talking about. I
1: mean, I know the the concept. Sure. Okay. Because it's not just in movies. Sounds people like do you have personal experience stuff. with this. No, I've always thought about boys. the condor flies at night. The condor flies at night. Yeah. They're like, got it, buddy. Thank
0: you. The door swings both ways. <laughs> the door swings. Whoa. But no. Uh, but I always <laughs> imagine interesting places. <laughs> I've, I always imagine that's like that's a re- that's a real thing, like people going like you know what we need to buy drugs. And then, of course, like, where do you start? You're in a, you're in a foreign Whomless land. people. You're in a foreign land. And it's like, oh, we go on this tour. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. like, how's that crack? Let me try it. <laughs> it's an <laughs> interactive tour, man.
1: It says, spurred by a local joker who has organized a tour
0: of That's California City's really most funny, man. blighted area. Yeah, it is kind of That's funny. It's kind of funny.
1: Yep. But, uh, it says, uh, he proposed the walk to see the worst side of San Francisco. Yeah, I think it's crazy, and apparently some of these these areas they go through the the um, apartments typically rent for seven hundred and fifty or not apartments, but I guess they're condos rents for uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, these this is not low dollar areas in downtown urban San Francisco, but they've got just really bad issues with you know the homelessness and the drugs and this that and the other, and I guess this is a way where he's like, well, I can do this as a sort of a wink wink nod nod, but at the same time also draw attention to the the real problem here, which is killing the inside of, of that city. Um, it's, I love the sentence. Uh, this is from the New York Post. It says, The once bustling areas of Market Street and Union Square were once homes to esteemed stores such as Nordstrom Rack and Old Navy. <laughs> I'm like, wait, aren't those like low-end discount retailers? But <laughs> they're, they're esteemed stores. So $750,000 places to live and you're going to shop at old navy and get you a six dollar fourth of july t-shirt
0: i have no idea what the price point of old navy is
1: have you not been to old navy i feel like i was it's
0: really inexpensive like 40 years not 40 years ago uh i feel like maybe (laughs) like i was 12
1: (laughs) no i mean it's it's um it's inexpensive clothing um but it's also really not well made from what i've experienced like it's it's kind of like the, the Harbor Freight of clothes. You wear them once or twice, and then you just throw okay. them out. Because okay. Harbor Freight's, you know, cheap tools, but they're, they're not designed to last. Basically, you buy the tool for a specific job that you need to get done. And when the job is done, if it still works, bonus, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Harbor Freight? No. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like really, really, like you walk in, you're like, wow, look at this, a reciprocating saw for 15 bucks. This is great. I wouldn't trust that at all. <laughs> right, exactly, you may or may not lose a finger when you you know whatever. Hey, yeah, but no, you've, you've never been in there. It's really inexpensive stuff. And you got
0: a nail gun. Every fourth nail goes a different direction. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but no, I've I've uh, I've experienced the Harbor Freight tool mishap here before. But you know, you get your use out of it. Why would and get you the go there? Number. Because it's cheap, man. It's cheap. And say you don't have the tools for a job, you don't want to go spend. $200 for this saw, or you want to go spend $400 for this workbench or whatever, you can go and get like the one-time-use stuff at Harbor Freight, and they've always got coupons, so the cheap stuff gets even cheaper, and you just buy one-time-use tools, man, but again, they're oh. they're really low quality, but shout out to Harbor Freight, we love you, if you'd like to sponsor the show, <laughs> yeah, like we love you, yeah,
0: their brands are... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of them.
1: Yeah. it's Well, you know, it's like the concept you, when you go in the cereal aisle and you have, like, your normal Frosted Flakes and Post, and then you have, like, the Malto Meal in the massive bag. They're like the Malto Meal of tools, basically. <laughs> you know what crazy. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and they're not not—they're not like uh, Fruit Loops. They're called Loops of Fruit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> rice Krispies. Crispy Rice. You know, they spend absolutely no time or money on marketing or advertising yeah. at all. And they just steal the... Uh, Steal the ideas of, of other reputable companies. Are you fair? Are, no. I'm just looking. I'm just you saying. are a, you are enamored. You're like, man, I'm going to go home and get me a well, like a radial get, arm saw. They got like a I cement, don't even need it. They got a, C, a cement. But it's thirty mixer. bucks.
0: Cement mixer, dude.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay there you go. You're going to get you a cement I'm, mixer. I'm
0: looking at all this. Oh, look at this. They got a a central machinery. It's a backhoe. I'm going
1: to come in here t- uh, next week, do the show, and there's going to be random piles oh, of cement that. on the floor. Oh, no, man. I got it a good deal and a coupon at the front door too.
0: I mean, this is crazy. (laughs) Like, I want to buy this backhoe. That looks like a lot of fun.
1: (laughs) You know what? There are certain tools I think I probably wouldn't buy from Harbor Freight, and backhoe is probably one of them.
0: This is like this attaches to your tailgate from or your uh, your hitch on your truck.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Again, wouldn't wouldn't want to do that. Not from Harbor Freight,
0: anyways. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. Where's the closest Harbor Freight?
1: Right here uh, in Farm Forty Five. Really? In between so
0: like a uh, legit Conroom. store.
1: I guess, man. I told you, I'm. I was a frequent shopper of Harbor Freight back in the day. Oh, but now yeah. I can afford me some Craftsman tools
0: now. Well, it's right next to Tractor <laughs> Supply, isn't that kind of like the same thing?
1: No, Tractor Supply is not tools necessarily. Uh-huh. Tractor Supply is where you get your chicken feed, man.
0: I know that, but I imagine the man tools
1: and duct tape. Yeah, and you know. can't
0: get a shovel at Harbor Freight.
1: I mean, I'm sure you could, but it might
0: break after a couple uses. That's funny.
1: Oh, last week we had the story, or no, two weeks ago. I say two weeks every time. That's like my default. Two weeks. I don't know. Previously on another episode, we had a story of a woman in South La- uh, Nevada. She was in California. No, S- like South Lake Tahoe, that's what it was. South Lake Tahoe, which is actually in California, not in Nevada. That's why I got tripped up there. Yeah. Remember, she had five bears living underneath yeah. her house, right? And she yeah. heard the purring and the farting, she said, and it woke her up. Well, I think... <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a bear fart. I must call the exterminator.
0: <laughs> that's so funny.
1: Well, anyways, I think this story may top that. A California yeah. woman finds, quote... A whole ass man occupying the crawl space underneath her house, quote, again, for months. So, this woman has gone crazy viral on TikTok because she put her story out there and it's really funny. Apparently, her and her family were shocked after they found a man's arm sticking out of their home's crawl space, only to learn that he had been allegedly residing there for months. Really? Bro, that is so weird.
0: It might be fake. See, an, um, this, this lady looks it looks fake.
1: I mean, you, you really have to wonder that on any TikTok, right? But I think the actual authorities were, were called I'm on to, this.
0: But I'm trying to find the video for us. It says watch. it has
1: over 6 million views. Yep, So said, at 6 o'clock in the morning, we woke up because we heard a noise. This is on Fox News. This is legit here, man. This ain't no, this ain't no New York Post story. This is Fox News. It says, we woke up at 6 in the morning because we heard a noise. And, um, yeah, apparently they saw his arm. We went outside, we thought somebody was on the roof, um, and I'm looking around, standing on the front door, and I'm peeking out, and I see the grass is moving, and F-blank arm comes out of the hole, oh, wow. just as I was feeling around, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, I pulled it and up. she says,
1: a dirty-ass arm, feeling around in the hole outside, oh my gosh, man, this is nuts, yeah, well, I don't know if this is actually going to be the video of her filming, I think this is after the fact, oh, right? okay. I mean, I'm guessing, I don't know. But, yeah, I can't imagine that. I, I think this is actually worse than the five bears. I don't know. Although he, the bears probably would have posed more danger to you. This guy was probably just chilling on there, especially if he's been there for – that's, I guess, where the arm may have come out at. But especially if he's been living there for months, you know, he's just chilling. He don't want to cause any problems because otherwise he's not a good tenant and they may run him off.
0: I mean, I guess that, like, if you live in a city, I can see that happening quite often.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. Inner city, maybe. This looks like a like a, a residential, single family residence kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, as the city gets worse and worse, people who are looking for places are going to get go to the suburban world eventually.
1: It's just moving outward.
0: I mean, think about the squatter thing we had, we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, same idea. They're like, oh, we I need to find a place, and it's like, well, this looks safe. It's a hole. Yes, yeah, it's a
1: whole new like take on squatting, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just going to live here while you're here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Under you. Yeah, under you. I'm not even going to wait till you
1: you. move out and the door's unlocked. No, no, no. I'm going to actually live underneath your house. Totally creepy, though, man. I would have felt like super violated. Because I know that people who've had their house broken into, that's typically the response. Is they feel really, really violated? Somebody going through their things. Yeah, why don't you make yourself comfortable there, I'm day. trying, man. Lean it's, back, lean back. Uh-oh, it's we, one of those days. The energy level has gone back down. It's one we, of those days. We we, <sighs> we peaked after the burger, but now we've got a. We're going into oh, Whopper coma now. Man, I
0: gotta go bowling after this. No, you don't actually have to. And it's position round. It's the last day. <clears> oh yeah, last you, gotta, day go. you gotta go. You gotta go.
1: Gotta do it. Then you get a couple weeks off, right? You'll love this story then. A man infected by a previously unknown bacteria species from a cat bite. So this is really, really weird. Um, Come on.
0: So he got bit by a cat? Yes, he got
1: bit by a cat. This is um, in the UK. And he developed an infection from a species of bacteria that is unknown to science.
0: I think that's like a normal thing, isn't
1: it? No. No, it's not, Dick. (laughs)
0: Well, no, I meant more of cats, like from what I yeah, understand.
1: Cats, cats are nasty, and when yeah. they bite you, they got all kinds of bacteria and whatnot, but this was a bacteria that was unknown, okay? And this is, this is from actually is from this 2020. Is this like COVID-20 or something? No, COVID-20, no, no. Close, though. In 2020, the man, oh, the man, they don't even name him. Uh, went to a hospital with swollen hands only eight hours after a cat bit him multiple times. That's, He's why, you dead. Don't need, that's why you don't he need. He dead. That's why you don't need to own a cat, people. Anyways, after initial treatment with antibiotics and a tetanus shot, the man returned to the hospital 24 hours later. Doctors discovered that his hands were infected with a bacterial species that had never been seen before and wasn't present in any DNA database. We obtained partial 16 blah 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 gene sequence data after the block base. Oh my god! I'm not gonna read this. this Get sciency. Basically, they had no idea what it was, dude. It's happening. It's all happening. Get off your phone. This is this is we're on live recorded uh, radio right now.
0: Yeah, I got people talking <laughs> to me right now, dude.
1: Oh my god! So it's that's nuts, though. So this bacteria unknown to man. I'd be freaked out. It's an alien. Yeah. The cat is an alien. So it's either it's either an alien. Or... It's probably a combination of other bacteria. Yeah, Yeah,
0: That's normal, though.
1: No, Dick, it's not normal. This is why we have a database of bacteria. Now we added it. You're right. Now it's in there.
0: Probably named after him.
1: Well, apparently, like, only 20% of it was unknown.
0: Parts of it were like... See, now you're not even telling me the full story to make your cool point even cooler, but then it's not even cooler. It's 20% cool.
1: (laughs) They said it was... uh, They found it was about 20% different from other genus of bacteria. <clears throat> and I am not going to attempt well, to do that. And I also came from a one.
0: dirty cat, so you probably know what it's. It's kind of like when you soil the sample. Mm hmm. Soil the sample. Continue. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Where it's like you watch the police shows where it's like, oh, we got the blood stain, and then someone spits on it. <laughs> and like, oh, you just contaminated the sample. You soiled it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Probably the same thing with the cat. Oh, he soiled his own sample? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the cat probably bit him and then pooped on him. And you're like, oh, man, we don't know what's what now.
1: Yeah. Well, Ted Nugent is all over this one.
0: Really, cat scratch fever? Oh my gosh! Oh, I thought he actually pooped on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I was all excited about this story, but I guess <clears> no, I had not, I had to put in a that's bad not joke. was happening?
1: I had to put in a bad joke. All right, we have not talked about the fires in Hawaii at all, and probably for good reason because well, we don't really talk about that type of news, and you're not coming to the show for news, anyways. But And it's terrible, and it's tragic, and the death toll is definitely going to rise. I think it's a little over 100 right now as we're recording, but it's going to go up. It's pretty bad. But the one thing that has kind of struck me as interesting, have you heard about this one house that didn't burn? And there's pictures of it all over the internet where it's just complete destruction. Everything around it is just gone. It's either burnt all the way to the ground or partially burnt, but left standing is this one house with a red roof. And it's pretty fascinating. Um, And apparently they're attributing this to the fact that it had a metal roof. And that when these embers were going up into the air and hitting other composite roofs, they were catching on fire, which is how this stuff spreads, right? Well, with a metal roof, it sort of insulated it. And miraculously, the house was spared. Now, if you're the owner of this house and you're the one that's got the only one whose house is still there. You got to feel kind of guilty, right? I mean, how bad do you feel stepping out in the morning, got your morning coffee, go out onto the porch. It's like, man, it sure it's quiet. I like this. <laughs> Sitting there sipping, waving at the neighbors as they're sifting through all of their uh their burnt belongings if they're even alive. It's just got to be really strange, man.
0: I agree with you.
1: Hey, uh, how's it going, Ted? What are you doing this weekend, cheapishly? Kind of with failed smile on your face as you're looking at him. So, I bet sorry, it smells. Sorry, oh, I bet um, it smells. Yeah, you can't live there. I mean, you, you might think, oh, this guy's super fortunate. In one way he was, probably because he has his life, he or she, and all of their belonging in, belongings inside the house. But man, I think I would have massive, like, survivor's guilt on that one. No. Everybody no, around you have,
0: you, no, you have no control over that. Shut up.
1: Well, yeah, but still, that's you can still feel guilty about and it.
0: And it wasn't like this person was in front of their house like throwing bu- uh, buckets of water.
1: I did hear people doing that, and in some cases it helped as well, but I don't think this person did any yeah. of that. Buckets of water. But why not? I mean, I'm sure there were people that tried that technique and it failed. I mean, it looks it looks
0: pretty good. I'm <clears> going to show a right? picture to the... It
1: does not appear like it's even like scalded at all. Yeah, it looks good. Or even mildly burnt. Uh, yeah, I just I think if that were me, I would take one for the team there and just go light it on fire. <laughs> just be like, in solidarity, I'm burning my house down. But first, I'm going to get out my nice um, 1985 Don Russ baseball collection out first, if you don't mind. A couple pictures of the family, and now I'm going to strike that match light up. All right. I like it. Yeah. I would have kept it. Keep You're keeping the house?
0: Yeah. And it says I survived the 2023 Maui fires.
1: It is pretty bad.
0: And then I give out the shirts to the rest of my neighbors. And says, I did not.
1: Oh, ouch, ouch, man! Too soon, too soon. But you got to monetize it somehow. Then you're
0: gonna get pissed off because everyone else has new houses around you.
1: Well, see, so that's why you got to burn it. Have you heard all the crazy conspiracy theories about how this fire started? Oh yeah, it is crazy. I think my favorite one is, is it is it aliens from outer space that are firing down? Is that the one? I think lasers, lasers, are hard in use. yeah, lasers. They're, yes, lasers are definitely in use from the aliens. I've heard all kinds of crazy ones, but I think that's my favorite. That this is basically caused by aliens.
0: No, I think my favorite one. It's like it's a it's a global conspiracy that slowly all these wildfires are starting because corporations want to buy the land, and so they're trying to start all these fires from like around the world. Uh,
1: well, that is actually something. And blame that-
0: it on climate change, and then. <laughs>
1: Right. No, but that is actually something that is happening is after this fire, um, corporations are wanting to come in and buy up this real estate very, very cheap. And, and I think the government in Hawaii has halted all real estate sales mm. right now saying, look, no, you're not going to come in here and buy everything up. We're going to try and rebuild this for people who actually live here, native Hawaiians. Um, Hawaiians. Hawaiians. is that, am I, I have, mispronouncing I it? I have no idea. <laughs> no, really? Well, I had no idea. Sounded, it sounded so legit. Hawaiians. But no, that is, and I think that's probably Hulu- the good thing. I think, thing to
0: I think do. it's haluas.
1: You're, I think you're getting, f- you're getting colder, <laughs> yeah. further away from it. Actually, I tried. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, I'm always amazed by these stories. Um, they, 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 I don't know, trip me up just a little bit. But a Colorado con man who escaped from federal prison is caught living in a lavishly one point five million dollar Florida mansion. And I don't understand how this happens. I know we we um, had the story on Arthur Knight, Arthonite, Knight, a man who was uh, accused of all kinds of heinous crimes over here in the United States, goes over to the UK and basically assumes a new identity and somehow, you know, has money and is able to be living this lavish lifestyle, similar to this. But I guess it's one of those things where you're hiding in plain sight. You know, I couldn't possibly be guilty of doing anything. Here I am living in this mansion and attending all these parties, but a con man who escaped from federal prison in Colorado in 2018 was arrested in Florida, where he appeared to be living in the lap of luxury. Uh, Alan Todd May. There's your first sign. Alan Todd May. We may have lost a listener there, if, um, if there's another Alan Todd May. But anyways, he's 58 years old. He was nabbed by police Monday in his Fort Lauderdale home, where the U.S. Marshals noticed he was wearing a Rolex watch and driving a $125,000 Mercedes Mercedes Benz. It's crazy, man, how these con guys can just... And he escaped from prison, right? I think that's what he did. Yeah, he escaped from prison. So he's on the run. They're actively looking for him. Instead of hiding in a hole under that lady's house, you know, and waving in his dirty-ass arm around.
0: What's that? In the Maui Fire. Or
1: in the Maui Fire. No, he's like, I'm just going to live it up here in Fort Lauderdale in a mansion. I'm, I'm always amazed by these guys. I... I I don't have that. Well, if you in think me, about man. it. I if, just wish if, I
0: If you think about it though, it's like we're at that fine line between technology being so efficient that you'll get caught pretty like you're going to get caught sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know like 50 years ago it was a little easier to get away with a lot of stuff. Absolutely. No one really like Like I always envisioned you get those most wanted posters, but no one's going to remember those like Like, how do you even know? Like, you might look at it one time, like, oh, maybe I'll see that person. Let me go spend all day looking for this person. But this guy got away with it, though. He did. For a little bit.
1: Yep, he was very flashy, and he was flaunting his wealth. Uh, Let's see. It said the arrest came after an anonymous tip that May had taken up a new persona, Jacob Turner, a wealthy man who frequented the West Palm Beach. So they take on new names, new personas. I mean, I guess that's what it takes to be a su- successful con man, though, right? You've yeah. got to be able to have those multiple personalities. But yeah, and they they always manage to land right back in the luxury, the lap of luxury. I guess it's just I don't know. I wish I had that ability, but I'm just
0: I'm too good. I guess I follow the rules.
1: How much time we got left, Dick? I I did not.
0: Yeah, uh, about o'clock. three minutes, four minutes. No way! No way! Are no, you serious? A Actually, no. We have no time. <laughs>
1: Well, if that's the case, I don't know. Okay, so I thought it'd be interesting um, to come up with a list, because I know you're an exotic pet guy, a list of exotic pets that are actually illegal to own. Are you an exotic pet guy? You used to the guy owns snakes and things like this?
0: No, but my brother has has had monitors. Monitors? Yeah. Like, like a hall monitor? No, you ever seen a monitor lizard? Oh, a lizard. Uh, yeah. Like they're bigger than just lizards. They're pretty big.
1: Well, they gotta monitor stuff. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> they got to have the high ground. Fair enough. Hedgehogs. They might be adorable and playful, but in New York, Arizona, California, Georgia, Hawaii, Maine, Pennsylvania, and Douglas County, Nebraska, well, they're not any fun. <laughs> I love that. They uh, are not allowed to keep hedgehogs as pets. What's going on that. in Douglas County?
0: Probably got a little too friendly.
1: I, I guess so. Well, can't have hedgehogs. Um, ferrets. This one kind of caught me off guard because I had friends uh, growing up that had ferrets, and I thought they were always pretty cool. Um, and chances are you probably have had known people that, that had one, right? Because they were pretty popular there for a while, especially in the 1900s. But apparently in, again, Hawaii, California, Washington, D.C., New York, you cannot. And this is because they carry rabies. And the, um, you can be fined up to $200,000 and up to three years in prison if you are caught with a ferret bro it ain't worth it this is from reader's digest by the way uh, sugar gliders i remember do you remember when sugar gliders were super popular this would probably have been the late 90s early 2000s you'd see people walking around they they'd have them underneath their shirt and their shirt would move and you're like what the heck is that what they the pull out a little sugar, sugar glider. glider it's like a little bat crossed with a squirrel or something okay it, they're cool looking they're neat little creatures but they like to be covered up in dark areas so people would have them kind of on their shoulder underneath their shirt. and I remember seeing multiple I'm occasions. On the list. I'm on the
0: list with you. I'm like, trying to find it.
1: It's uh, a third one down. But if you live in Alaska, California, Hawaii, or New York, again, it seems like it's the same states over and over again. You can't own a sugar glider. Next one is Chinese hamsters, not just regular hamsters. China. The hamsters from China. It's because we don't have a trade agreement with them. Um, they are illegal in California and Hawaii. Similar to ferrets. Chinese hamsters' natural habitat is very similar to the climate in these states, but you cannot own them. I don't know why. It doesn't say. But don't try and own the Chinese huh. hamster. The next one is pigs. And I've heard pigs are actually really decent pets. Um, yeah. As far as an animal that has hooves, um, you know, that whole thing is you don't own hooved animals as pets. Really? But any, yeah. I mean, it's just an old school farm thing, I think. But... I've seen little pigs as pets, and apparently, you know, they don't shed. They're hypoallergenic. They enjoy the company of humans and things like this. But apparently, again, in New York, you cannot have them as a pet. And this is because they are due in part to their capability of becoming aggressive towards human beings and other animals. And the last one is venomous reptiles, which that kind of seems like a duh. But anyways... Our feel-good story to end the show. Because I'm assuming we're at time because you said we had three minutes. Mm -hmm. All right. I love this. There is a little boy who um, was in a car accident. Actually, I'm going to rewind just a second. We talked about what potential surgeries were going to be the trend, right? And you asked me and I said webbed feet because why not? Well, this little boy was in a car accident and they have now used shark skin to restore the um, skin on his feet. And he is a swimmer. So how feel good is that? This boy could have ended his swimming career, but they gave him shark skin and it actually worked. And he says, quote, I'm a mermaid now.
0: All right. It's really sweet. It's a little delusional. I like it.
1: Yeah, man. I thought it was pretty nice. Mm. Mm. Shark skin used to recreate a child swimming swimmer's feet. Okay, after a brutal accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome, man. That's all we have for this yeah, week. Dude. Yes, it was sir. good. It's good to see you. I hope you uh hope you wake up for the rest of the night.
0: <laughs> no, I won't. I want to go to bed so bad.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry uh caught you at a bad
0: time here. I oh, know. I'm telling you, man. Busy single, day. single life is a uh, busy day.
1: Yeah. We'll make up for it next week, Wednesdays. Yeah. I promise. Uh,
0: audience at one show at gmail.com audience reach at out one to one us. Th- we also have we also have our Facebook, uh you know, audience one show and make sure to follow, subscribe to us. Don't forget our main platform is our podcast. So just look up Audience of One Show. We drop it every Wednesday at ten o'clock in the morning here Central Time. Andrew's good to see you, man.
1: Nice seeing you as well. Until next week, Dick.